Hello, and welcome to the Squad Room, the world's first podcast dedicated to Barney Miller. Hi, my name is Jonathan Burr, and I'm the host of the show. Thanks for taking the time to join me and check out my program. Um, why do a podcast about Barney Miller? Why not? They're doing. There are podcasts about almost every TV show imaginable. The Gilmore Girls got a podcast. Monk's got a podcast. So why not Barney? Why not a Barney, Barney Miller podcast? Anyway, uh, um, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. Um, I I think Barney Miller is a great show, as you can imagine. I also wouldn't be doing a podcast about it. Now would I? Um, it um, was groundbreaking. It was innovative. It, it it laid the groundwork for a lot of other future TV shows that, uh, and, and it sort of is fading from the public's memory. Um, it's, 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 though it's still, it's still, it's still shown on the antenna TV network. Just check your local listings. If you have antenna TV on your cable or satellite system, it's on 10 o'clock every night. And I get a kick out of watching it still. And I find that the jokes that still hold up the, 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 the show is still as relevant today as it was back then. And, I uh, think that there are millions of fans who feel the same way. That's why I'm doing the show, to reach out to people and establish a community like there are communities for other TV shows I've seen, like they're, like uh, the Rockford Files and whatnot. And, uh, and we'll hopefully see, maybe we can get, get more interest, more introduce the show to a, new, new, a gener- new generation of fans. The show was generally innovative and groundbreaking. It was started in 1975, and it was one of the first shows to discuss gay rights. You got to remember, at the time, you couldn't you you couldn't use the word gay in in in, in open conversation. It was um, you could be denied your civil rights. You could lose your job. You could lose your housing. You could um, lose your custody of your kids if you were married. Um, Liberace. The, the guy, it was a well-known Las Vegas entertainer, piano player, and subject of the very good movie called Behind the Cabal, Cab- Candelabra, sued a, a sued a celebrity tabloid for implying he was a homosexual, and he won. A singer named Anita Bryant in 1977 launched a program called uh, a campaign called Save Our Children, which was which was meant to overturn a gay rights ordinance in Dade County, Florida. Ronald Reagan, didn't, uh, the venerated secular saint of the Republican Party, didn't utter the words AIDS until 1985, well after the first cases of the disease were uncovered. Barney Miller took on the Cold War. I remember as a kid seeing t-shirts such as I Would Rather Be Killing Communists. Um, sh- movies like Rambo were all the rage. and It, it, was, it, it had an interesting... T- the show... Had an interesting take on on, on the whole on, on the how silly the whole Cold War really was, and uh, you know I've, s- s- silly it, it was the, the clash between communism and capitalism wasn't silly, but the the excesses of it were silly, and it and it, and it did a good, did a good job uh, in, in in exploring those issues. It took on sexism at a time when debate was raging over the Equal Rights Amendment, and. Um, it had an, 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 a, 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 a very, very powerful feminist character played by Linda Lavin, who later became famous for, for Alice and uh, um, the, the sitcom from the 70s. But um, her character, Detective Janice Wentworth, was a very strong, powerful, very strong, assertive woman who um, 
was as good as the guys that were in the, in the squadron. I, one of the things I'd like to know is why the, why the character wasn't on as long as it maybe should have been. Um, let's talk about the pilot. And as fans of the show know, it was Barney Miller was the creation. Was, was given was created was created by Theodore J. Flicker and Danny Arnold. Who was Danny Arnold? He was born in 1925 in New York City. Um, went by the name of Rothman, but he changed the name. A lot of Jewish story, a lot of Jews in those days, getting in the show for this, changed their name to more American names. Um, so that's not terribly surprising. He honed his comedy chops in vaudeville and Summerstock Theater. After serving in the U.S. Marines in World War II, he made his way to Hollywood, became a comedy writer, and was was responsible for some of the biggest hits on movies and TV in the 1950s and 60s. Among his credits were uh, The Caddy, a Martin and Lewis vehicle. The Jerry Martin, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were, the, were huge, huge stars in those days. He contributed a classic sitcom to his Bewitched and That Girl. He was cantankerous, some would say bipolar, um, a genius, uh, a lover of cigars and, and, and horse racing, and um, wasn't an easy guy to get along with. But he did give a lot of young writers their break. Uh, the first breaks. Um, people like Reinhold Weege, who may not be a household name, but if you ever heard of the show called Night Court, um, he uh, was the creator of Night Court, and he got a shot star on Barney Miller. Marcy Carsey, who was one of the biggest Hollywood producers, got her start on Barney Miller as a production assistant, and uh, he recognized talent, and he nurtured it, and he let, and he... Um, he, uh, but he was a multitasker. He was always doing five things at once, it seems. And even one time, I'm told, try to was trying to write something somehow, and, 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 and while I was driving his car, I don't know I don't know he was trying to type or something crazy like that. He caught in an accident. Um, he, he was interesting, interesting guy, and so was Ted Flicker. Born in New Jersey in 1930, Ted was a Renaissance man, a playwright, an actor, a sculptor, among other things. Never shy, he boasted publicly he wanted to become the American Lawrence Olivier. Um, he honed his comedy chops at the Compass Theater, the first theater developed to, to, devoted to improvisational comedy. He too wound up in Hollywood and he wrote for a variety of TV shows, including The Dick Van Dyke Show and um, and, and, and The Streets of San Francisco. Um, he tried to break into the movies with a, with, a, with, a, with a satire called The President's Analyst, which was a comedy, uh, obviously it's a comedy, it's a satire, a story about a president with psychological problems who needed to seek a, seek a therapist, uh, see, a, see a therapist. It was, um, it was popular, but the, the one problem was that it was the heavy, the, the bad guy in the movie was the director of the FBI. The real director of the FBI was a guy named J. Edgar Hoover, who, if you don't know, was not known for a sense of humor. He was known for blackmailing presidents and 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 civil trying to blackmail, trying to blackmail um, Martin Luther King Jr. Among other things, uh, he was a bad guy with a huge ego who didn't like didn't take being mocked kindly. And according to Ted's reading, Ted's Ted's reading of the situation, he ordered the movie. Out of the theaters, and it, uh, and it, that's my dog barking in the background, by the way. I'm doing this in my house. Um, he ordered the movie withdrawn from theaters, even though it was doing, it got great reviews, it was 
doing well in the box office and the 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 whole wind up ruining Ted financially. He says he lost his house as a result of it, and at, and around that time when he was scrambling for work, he came up with an idea for a TV show about a detective named Barney Miller. Um, it went through very different iterations where it would where the show would take place, um, and he. His, his, his agents and William Morris agency decided that it would be a good idea to t- team Ted up with Danny Arnold. At first, Ted and Danny, Ted and Danny got along great. Um, they, uh, you know, Ted, t- Ted told me, and again, I, I should tell you, I, 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 got, got, I, I learned a lot about Barney Miller by doing some research for a book project that I was trying to get launched, which hasn't yet captured the attention of the publishing world. Maybe if this podcast takes off, Maybe the book they'll show more interest in the book, but I did some research on it. And t- I spoke with Ted before he passed away, and he told me that you know there was no um, that, uh, that that they, they got along first uh, very well. Uh, he was going to be the guy who was going to work with the cast, and Danny was going to be the behind the scenes sort. Well, something didn't go right. Uh, t- Ted was a little surprised to notice Danny was talking with the cast when he thought that he was going to be the one doing the directing of the show. So he wound up, but he wound up writing this, you know, he wound up uh, getting pushed out of the show. Um, Ted, Ted got rid of, Ted, Ted was, 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 was fired. Danny uh, assumed control of the show and the rest is history. But uh, Ted sued Danny for his share of the profits, and it was a long, nasty legal fight that dragged on for years. And eventually, Ted won an interest in the in the, in the show. I don't remember. I, I I don't remember exactly how much he got or no the exact detail, but I know he won. He got uh, a percentage of the show, and by Danny's reading, he got a lot for not doing very much. They said that's the vibe I got from speaking through. Through Danny's family via Facebook. Anyway, uh, the show. Uh, let's set aside the legal arguments on who screwed over who, uh, and uh, talk about the, the the pilot. The pilot was it was it was an interesting idea. It it centered around a, a Puerto Rican junkie, who took the who who was who took uh, the the. the the men of the twelfth precinct, where the show took the show took place in the in a, in a fictional precinct called the twelfth precinct, which is roughly in Greenwich Village in New York City. Um, he took them hostage, and uh, Barney Miller talks him down in the middle of and talks him down, gets him to surrender, and um, and and uh, gives him the card of 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 a, of a lawyer who's dating his daughter, college age daughter. Um, yeah, it sounds like a real lap ride. It's, it's, it's great. You should check it out. Um, and uh, it, it works very well. Now, Ted's version, I saw Ted's version of the, of the, of the pilot, which, was, which, is in, um, uh, which is available on the complete DVD box set. Uh, um, and it's, it's okay. The it's, 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 it, it tone is very different. It's, it's, it looks like kind of like a, an episode of the Bob Newhart show. Uh, it was very sitcommy. Um, it was, you know, had a laugh track. The the cast is the, the two members of the cast are still there. Um, 
Abe Vigoda was still fish and uh, was fish, and Barney Miller was played by Hal Linden. And then um, there were, the, the show was completely, almost completely recast. Interestingly enough, uh, the guy who played the the, the character, which was based on Roger Howitz, who um, was then called Kaczynski, um, as Charles Hayter later became famous for his role in the in Hill Street Blues. Um, anyway, uh, the sh uh, the, Danny's version of the pilot is much better than Ted's, um, and it, it it holds up. It really does. Um, I recommend you if you have a if you're so inclined to check both of them out. If you want to go through the trial to do so, and you'll come to the same conclusion I did. Um, so anyway, let's get to, back to the squadron. What I'm hoping to do is talk about Barney Miller, raise the profile of the show, give some people some insight and for inside stories from talking on, uh, try to get people connected with the show to either directly or indirectly, uh, talk about what made the show, talk about their time in the show, what made it great, what, did, how, what it was like to work for Danny, who was notorious, who, was, who drove the, the cast and crew pretty hard. He was, we'll talk a little bit more about Danny in upcoming episodes. Hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to maybe one of his son or perhaps his widow, but I'm not promising anything that I'm going to try. Um, anyway, uh, I'm also interested in talking to people about Barney Miller. Um, if you're a super fan of the show like I am, want to talk with me, you can contact me at squadroompod at gmail.com and maybe we can do an interview about or talk reminisce about Barney Miller I, I, I'm totally fine with that and you don't have to be famous to do that to do that either um, I'm, 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 I'm going to try to see how much of see how much interest there is out there in Barney Miller I, I think the show is is beloved by the people who remember it and if people who may not have been around or alive when it, when it first aired got a chance to watch it I'm sure they would like it too Anyway, thanks for taking the time to check out my podcast. Um, again, I'm Jonathan Burr, um, and hopefully we'll talk again soon.